This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Yeah, hello to uh, to the people that are listening. Yeah, that's good. Welcome to episode 60, 60, it's 60 of Potterooney. I can't believe that 60, I've done 60 people. I've chatted away to uh, more than 60 people, but I've done it for 60 times. And that is, that's cool. It doesn't seem like that long ago that I started it, but it has been over a year. Well, it's been a year and a half. It's been over a year and a half, in fact. So this uh, episode, I'm talking to Jer Walsh, who is the director of a film called South and a few other movies as well. And South is a film that I'm in briefly, but nevertheless, I am in it. And it is on nationwide release. We just found out today it's on nationwide release in November all over the nation of Ireland. I must add, if in case you're listening in Iceland or the UK or America. Yes, so this film called South is a really good film about a young chap, not me, obviously, who is trying to find himself after, uh, well... Me, I'm I'm the father. Well, should I? I don't know what I'm giving away here. So let's just say he's on a journey uh, because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. Um, because obviously, um, but I. Hmm, no, I can't say that either. Okay, well, it's it's a great film, and uh, Jer is an amazing uh, director and uh, just just a bloke who is a doer. He just does it, and we're we're, we're going to be talking on the podcast so you'll find out all about him so get into the cinema in november and see south and it's a nice place to go isn't it november because no by november this is october i think that what it's getting cold i'm wearing a jumper here i'm kind of cold i'm inside but i'm it's not you know it's not warm and cozy and uh and it's going the clocks are going to go back soon oh yeah it's going to be winter you know when it gets dark and that's the time to go to the cinema isn't it oh that's a time Go in a nice, dark, warm cinema and see a good film. Or go to a theatre. A theatre that I am in. Um, well, a very slick little link, but I am uh, with the, some of the fellas from Father Ted. Um, Patrick MacDonald, who is Owen McLovin, Father Ted. And Michael Redmond, who is Father Stone in father ted we're doing a show in uh, on the 21st of october in oxmanston house in burr county offaly and on the 22nd of october the next day night evening we're in carlo's theater yes and that's in carlo um we've just done some of the shows the last weekend we did one in waterford waterford theater the royal the theater royal in waterford which has been refurbished is an absolutely beautiful old oh i don't know georgian perhaps blah blah not on the outside theater but on the inside 
on the inside. You're absolutely tired of they do it. But anyway, but on the inside, it's just amazing. Three, two balconies, beautiful, uh, beautifully refurbished, and and the ground floor, and the back wall is red, red, just red brick, not modern red brick, an old red brick wall, which looks amazing, kind of jiggity jiggly, not straight, you know. Uh, and it goes right down, I believe, I was told, right into the old wall of the city, which is a Viking wall. No, I was told that. Yeah. And uh, uh, who am I to question? And uh, all the staff there are amazing. Sound, everything. Great gig there. Thank you to everybody who turned out for that. And then uh, the, ne- oh, the next day. What a weekend I had. The next day I was up er, bright and early to do gigs for children. In the Dunleary Library, no, different material, of course, and improvised mostly. And what a what another building! What an another what a building building in the library in Dunleary is this big modern building with lots of room and cafeteria and books, of course, and a little theatre space in there. And we it was Roald Dahl day, so we did some improv incorporating Roald Dahl's books in the improv sketches. And that was fantastic. Three shows in the day, you know. So with the kids, like, it's just amazing working with the kids because they're just like, when they get into it, I mean, they just, they're just brilliant. The crack you can have. Um, I've, I was jumping around. Do, I had to do a forward roll. I, I did a forward roll a couple of in two of the shows. And that was, oh, I'm 53 for Christ's sake. But it's just something about, Children, they can make you do forward rolls no matter what age you are. And then, well, talk about enthusiasm and talk about the opposite of it because we did, we, we had a tough gig in Virginia and Cav and I must say there was a slight bit of a folded arms type audience. You know, the folded arms type audience, like I've paid money to see a show but I'm not really going to impress me. I'll fold my arms and it's always a bad thing to see folded arms. So uh, it wasn't a bad show by any means, but it was a struggle of a show. A struggle, a work. It was work, let me tell you. It was work. And in the back, it's old, very old theatre, and in the dressing room there's posters of some of the acts that have been on, and let me say they're not they're, they're, they're not acts, I suppose, that, you're, you, that you, would, you would say would be uh, up and coming. they up and game. If not, I'm gone. And uh, and then there's a picture of Jesus and Mary. And I'm not sure if they've done a gig there or not. Or I'm sure they would have sold out if they did. Because it was that. It was that kind of... Yeah. And uh, But, I mean, thanks to everybody who came. And I hope you... And I don't know. I was talking to some people afterwards who did enjoy the show and all that. And yeah, so don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. And uh, so, anyway, if you're listening to this and you're... Uh, and and you're li- living in and it's Saturday the sixteenth of October, and and you're living in Castletown Bear. I'm doing a gig tonight, Castletown Bear, right down on the tip of Cork in West Cork. So if you're living in Dublin, it's too late to go because it's going to take you six hours to drive there. But if you happen to live in this isolated area of the Ireland, and you're hap- and you uh, all whoever you are the one person i'm talking to here just come to the gig it's in the sarah walker gallery and it's called the high tide club which is a club i tell what the fuck that's it's just different acts come on uh that's what i'm doing that's what i'm doing tomorrow night yeah um but what are we i was just thinking about what was the whole donald trump thing and i'm fed up listening to this bullshit about him i fed up listening to stuff about him but I just cannot get my head around the fact that people are still vote are still intending to vote for a man who it's just if he was a county councillor in Navan and said the things that Donald Trump said they would be outraged they'd be like if someone like going hey oh yeah sure yeah you can just I could just go up to women and grab them by the arse and kiss them you know yeah, do you want planning permission? Then, then let me grab your arse or whatever. You know, if that would be outrage. And yet he's, the, he's possibly, probably not, but possibly going to be the president of the United States. It's like something that we would be embarrassed about if it happened here in 
if it happened in a small town, the small town would be embarrassed about going, it could only happen here, never happen anywhere else. But it's it's on the biggest stage possible. It's embarrassing. It's embar- What's amazing is that Hillary Clinton isn't just steaming ahead. I mean, what did she do that she can't even... I mean, it's like... It's like... Uh, a two-legged person running against a one-legged person. I mean, it's 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 Hillary mustn't be that well liked. That's all I can say. Whatever she did, whatever she did. Oh dear. Well, listen. If you like the uh, if you like the uh, podcast, and I'm sure you do, when uh, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you don't like it, don't give me any rate. Just ignore it. Okay. And if you want to contact me or just give me a shout, go, hey, and yeah, I was listening, blah, blah, I didn't like this, I liked that. Get me on Twitter, uh, Joe Rooney 1, and uh, my website is joerooneycomedian.com. So that's the that's that that's all I want to say right now, and I'll talk to you after the podcast. This is a lovely uh, this is a lovely episode. Oh, it's gorgeous, and it's a gorgeous episode. No, it's a nice chat with Jerry Walsh. He's a fantastic man, and I'm sure this man is going to be a director that you'll be talking about in many years to come. Have a listen to Jerry Walsh. <laughs> Jerry for some reason Jerry doesn't sit with me for some reason yeah that's cool well my dad's name is Tom so it's Tom and Jerry that's <laughs> always interesting <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's my first anecdote today <laughs> that uh, what, did, uh, uh, what did your dad do was he involved in film no no mm. he, uh, far from it he's mm. just been working his whole life so he worked in like an electronic shop yeah. when he was like when we were just born or just before me and now he works in the gas company like so oh, yeah. for gas which is I think it's turned to electricity now so it's got redundant it now <laughs> But he right. gets along. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. and are you from Pier Street or are you grew up around Pier Street? Yeah, I grew up and born and raised in Pierce House. So Pier Street, big towny head in me. Yeah. Uh, Pierce House is it like a, a block of flats, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's two flats, like it's the big flats and the small flats, that's what we used to call them. But uh yeah, just grew up in the flats, roaming about. Much yeah. like getting up to wasn't really getting up to trouble, like I was a good kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your your mum, did she work? My mum was, uh, she did a lot of, in the community. So she worked for on the committee and stuff. And then um, she went in and did like uh, college afterwards and stuff. But she's... she's after chill, the kids grew up like... Yeah, so it? she's just yeah. chilling out now like and just looking after the grandkids and... Yeah. And whatever. And, 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 uh, yeah, looking after the grandkids, you know. But uh, no, she, used, she was a very big part of the community like when we used to live in the flats. But now we... No, sorry. They moved to the... Um, Grand Canal, so okay. There, it's only down the road, but it's, it feels like a million miles away, like you know. R- right, and like what kind of stuff in the community? What do you mean? So she would like um, organize like days out for the kids, like all like, the, the the local community center, and she yeah. look for fun. So people are actually, so people are actually yeah. um, filming in the flats and stuff. She would, they would go through her and she would try to get money out of them basically. So how do you mean? Was it? Was she was basically like flats a be, she would, be used a lot for filming. Yeah, like Brendan O'Carroll shot the board cage there. I I don't know if that actually came out as the board cage, but it came out as something else. Maybe right. Oh, I think was it was the mammy. No, yeah, I think it was maybe the mammy. Yeah, or it, sparrow or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then um, is that the film that broke him? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And then he went back onto. And then now he's a millionaire. Yeah, now he's a millionaire. <laughs> but they shot a yeah. intermission around there and. Oh, right. Uh, Inside and Dancing, which was I saw that. Yeah, about yeah. a fella in a wheelchair, isn't With it? James McAvoy and James uh, McAvoy. Yeah, I think uh, Scottish film. But is that not? It's an Irish film. Isn't it's it? an Irish film. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Two kids, the two guys in the wheelchair. Yeah, uh, that move into the they move in together. Like, but um, yeah. that was actually my first like sort of taste of film. Like you know that kind of way. So yeah. I was actually supposed to be an extra in it, but I waited from like seven o'clock in the morning till six o'clock that night mm-hmm. and they just I don't know we don't need you it's grand just go home I got paid for it and I got to stay off school but it was it was interesting to see yeah to see that process like you know yeah 
I'm going to push that mic right up to you <coughs> there, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, just Sorry. in case. <laughs> just in case. I'm always getting given out to that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, so is that how you became interested in film from seeing... Like, I can't believe that the Splats were so popular. Yeah, like, films, they shot like, a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. just that. Like, they did... RTE did TV shows and stuff there, and then ads. I was actually, again, casting an ad because my mum was a, was a don. Like, you know, she would just... I'll, I'll let you have this if... Yeah. You get a few kids involved and just throw a few, a few quid toward the... Um, like the community, community yeah, yeah. Just, just she's she was just trying to get what she could out of me. Like, yeah, right. well, only right, and it, it worked. Like she was, she's she's good at the talking. Like you know, she's good yeah. at like, milking people, basically. But um, yeah, yeah, no, like I, I, I thought I was interested in that, but it was always like uh, like animation stuff that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to because I was always drawing and I was always interested in art. But mm. I actually went on to do animation in Ballyferma. Oh, did you? I did it for like six months, but I just found it re- it was just too repetitive and yeah. mundane. Like you know, like I yeah. well, not mundane, like but just repetitive and just it wasn't for me. I just I figured out that it was storytelling that I wanted to do, and mm. this is just slowing me down. Yeah, because even when I was drawing, like like there's like a, a thing that they had where it was like a ball, a bouncing ball. Mm-hmm. So that was how you started. You have to animate the ball and oh. bounce it. So it was just I would just skip steps to get to the end of it. You know, like I because I wanted to. Like even I would, I would do my own little things and I'd skip little parts so it looked crap but I just wanted to get to the end. So yeah, of course, yeah. So I just wanted, I just figured out that. Well, I mean, uh, just filling in different cells <coughs> is pretty repetitive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Like, it's re- it yeah. is, and obviously, like God bless whoever wants to do it, like, but it's mm. just not for me. So mm. I just figured out that film is the easier way of doing it. Not the easier way, but it's mm. it's a quicker way of doing it, and yeah. you don't need to rely on your hands to draw the people. You can just hire people or <laughs> yeah. rope them in <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And what, what, what kind of uh, like were you into comics and anim- or animation growing up like more cartoons like, cartoons, like I, love, yeah. I love the look of I yeah. love the look of comics yeah I just never really got into reading comics yeah. but I loved yeah. like uh, Spider-Man Batman all that stuff yeah I just never really got into it like I'd love the films and I'd love the cartoons about them but yeah I just yeah. couldn't really get into reading the comics yeah but I still like like the iconic images of all these superheroes and cartoons and stuff like it's just ingrained in me like yeah. so I'm actually you're, you're tattooed, tattooed with it. what's on your arm there oh it's just like crap basically like I just told <laughs> your man very colourful yeah, I just it's told him to just put it onto the arm I just gave him a lot of images and just threw it on there like a bit Indian isn't it <clears throat> I think that's that, a, a gypsy. Or a, oh, it's a gypsy. Yeah, he yeah. just had it that day in, the, right. in his book, so I said, just put it on my arm. Really? Yeah. But that's like, this arm is just ridiculous. Like, I have, like, this is, uh, the jigsaw pieces are for my niece, who has autism. It's like, yeah. jigsaws are the symbol for autism. Like, I think it's supposed to be, like, a piece missing, which sounds kind of insensitive, but it's a nice little thing. All oh, right, yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's the only tattoo that means anything to me. Like, I have a few, but this one, like, is going to be all You're comic gonna- books and film and you're film. you haven't started your other your um right arm so it's your yeah. left arm that's done yeah yeah and that's going to be referenced to yeah it's just because right who, who, who's gonna well, what am i gonna do with my arm like, you know? <laughs> yeah i know i haven't <clears throat> got tattoo but i keep wanting i've keep um, and my daughter is here in the room here and i'm just looking at her saying i have been talking about it for years haven't i and i've never what did. would you get um, see the thing is I had picked out a Salvador Dali sketch it wasn't like one of his famous paintings I saw I saw one when I went to his museum in Spain I thought oh, that'd be good because it was a bit mad I just want something nuts like yeah. an original uh, I wanted to get the words get better that's my recent thing that's a, that's a song by Scroobius Pip and I just think it's a great thing statement in life to get better Get better at stuff, or get better if you're sick. Or yeah, it's very broad, like so it could mean anything, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that's where I would start. Mm. Do you think I should go down to the? I think you should. Ink Factory. Go Ink, to Ink Factory. Factory. Yeah. And he'll meet. Yeah. Tom. I mean, Tommy. Yeah, that I <laughs> want yeah. to interview as well. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, what I was going to say. So you went to. Yeah. How many's in your family, by the way? Just. Uh, uh, it's four kids, and then obviously. Yeah, and there any of the others doing that, and like you're doing. No, like me. No. Dad was in, was interested in in drawing. But other than that, like mm. he just he didn't keep it up, you know. Like, yeah. right? But the rest of them, just you find that there was a bricky yeah. sisters Montessori, and then the other one was like a beauti- beautician, right? But now they all have kids, so like they're dealing with the kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it takes yeah. up a lot of time. It does. It takes up a lot of time. <laughs> Fair play, you know, like but 
Yeah, no, I know. They can have the kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, I think you find a lot of people who've gone and done something maybe artistic that one of their parents would have loved to have done something like that, and they couldn't because they had to work. Yeah, I don't think there was any of that really. No, in the because they were just it was working class, like so they had to yeah. just they poo poo any of those ideas and just go for it, like you know, just just make money and and support the kids, like so. Yeah, I was lucky enough that they went through all that for me, basically, and supported right. me through it, like yeah. yeah. I, it's kind of sad. I feel sad for my dad, maybe. I know yeah, that my dad would be frustrated, kind of. He became a farmer, but I know he wasn't a good farmer. Yeah. Shit out of it. <laughs> would he have been and interested in the arts? He would have been in reading and all that and poetry and all this. And also, he was taken out of school when he was like 12 or something because his father wanted to work on the farm. And yeah. it, it always, it always, you know, he always regretted that. Yeah. He was doing well. I think he might have got a scholarship. Yeah, I think he sometimes... Did you have to get a scholarship to go to secondary school or something? Really? I don't know. I don't know what it was. No, maybe a boarding school or yeah. something like that, yeah. Uh, but um, what was I going to say? So did you make a f- any film in Ballyfermot? Or I made, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I did six months of animation in Ballyfermot and I, f- I decided it wasn't for me. So mm-hmm. I went to... I, I applied for a foundation course in TV and film. Yeah. That the next year, but for some, I think it was because I dropped out, they didn't accept me. Yeah, and I think, well, in my head, I think that yeah. they wanted me to prove that I wanted it, so I applied then again the next year. And I went in with a portfolio that I had just taken pictures on my phone, so it was really yeah. harsh, but I thought they were cool photos at the time. Yeah, but uh, they gave me a second chance then again. They said, like, just go, just give me a week, just go off for a week and just take a few more photos and come back in, and just show yeah. us that you actually want this. Like, and what age were you then? I would have been about. 18 I think yeah. yeah so I started when oh 17 I think just just yeah. maybe, just maybe turn 19 because I yeah 17 yeah so I went back and then they liked the stuff so I, went, I started the college mm. um, and then it was like I didn't know that I wanted to do film I, know, I knew I was interested in film from watching like DVD extras and stuff and I was always interested in that and watching like behind the scenes of music videos or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, until I actually started doing it I didn't realise how much I actually loved it you know like I mean yeah. and then I just, it was just from then I just had to just keep going and I haven't stopped since and so what What was your first film then first film was uh, the classic breakup film like, and it was just yeah. if you were to watch it now it's just fucking awful Like it really is bad I had an ex-girlfriend in it as well I think uh, oh yeah yeah I know she wasn't an ex-girlfriend at that time yeah, yeah. alright <laughs> but so uh, life uh, copied art yeah exactly so yeah <laughs> we're still yeah we're friends anyway yeah. but um yeah, so that was the first one, and then I start the next film was uh, I wanted to actually try something different, so I actually um, made a, a film about a superhero. Yeah, but it was like it was around the time of Misfits, so not a TV show. Misfits, yes, with. yeah. So it was around the times uh, of that. Misfits actually came out after I wrote the script, so mm. everybody thought that was stealing Misfits, but it was mm. about a superhero trying to be a superhero that wasn't basically yeah so it was him failing yeah it was a pretty basic story but I actually mixed digital and film because you get to shoot on film when you're in Ballyferma so you get like 10 minutes of of a reel oh it was 16 minutes Uh, 16 minutes so you actually get to shoot on on film and it's a pain in the arse but like it does look cool when you get it right Mm. but I decided to mix it in so in the film uh, his friend is actually filming him trying his like attempting to right. be a superhero on vi- on, on, digital. A video, on a video camera yeah. so then it mixes in with that yeah, and yeah. for some reason they just didn't they weren't a, they weren't supportive of the idea of mixing digital and film yeah. and I was just like like whatever just let me do it mm. and f- I think that kind of gave me a not like it wasn't a bad name in like in there but I don't think they were expecting much from me in mm. the course yeah but uh, I don't know. I just kept on trying. I just, I just decided not to listen to them and just mm. make my own stuff. Like you know, like I. So then yeah. the next one was like the second year. I made a film like a, a B movie type thing. It was intentionally supposed to be a B movie, so I could make it as ridiculous as I could. And it was actually about uh, a guy whose brother gets killed by zombies, but mm. they're supposed to be like like junkies sort of thing. Like. Right. Yeah. So he it's about revenge on on his brother's killers. But it was all like shot like really ridiculously, and it was kind of made like a video game. And again, it's not amazing, but it shows kind of the, prog- the progression from one to the next. Like, you know, yeah, so sure, yeah. It was it was interesting to try, and it's up online. Like all of, all of the old stuff is up online uh, to watch. Like you know, right, I? so yeah. it's yeah, it was, we're all on YouTube. Is it? It's all learning. It was like we toured film as well. So yeah, I, I yeah, it was fun. And so then, like, I mean, because basically. What amazed me about you is that you just go and make films. You don't seem to wait for 
I mean, I don't know, funding or whatever, do you? Or I don't know. Like, the, yeah. it's just it's difficult when you're not when you're not known. Like, and that's why I'm mm. like, hopefully, within with the last couple of films that I've made, I'm starting to get a bit of a name for being able to do something with no money yeah. or little close to no money. You know that kind of way. So I want to do that and show that I can actually make like look what I can do with no money. Imagine if I had mm. a budget. You know that kind of way. So. Mm. Yeah, I just don't. It's, there's no point in waiting, like, because if you wait around, you're just gonna be talking about the film that you're gonna want to make. And then by the time you want to, you actually get to make that film. There's not gonna be any passion behind it. It's just gonna be like, all right, I have to make this now because I have the money to make it. You know? Yeah. No. So you're better off just shooting out as much as you can and trying to make it as good. And as how possible. do you how do you live though? I mean, are you making money from? Yeah. No. I, do, I I actually I work like I I do mm. this for a living. Like so I yeah I make like music videos weddings uh, mm. promo videos for companies corporate stuff like you know mm. so anything if you have a funeral I'll shoot like you know what I mean and yeah. I actually nearly did shoot a funeral but yeah. I was working that day so right <laughs> somebody like, was shooting a, uh, a, Vietnam, a Vietnamese funeral and apparently they're real different so yeah. somebody actually wanted me to shoot it but actually the people who who, who were the family, who, yeah. the family did they wanted want, to yeah, shoot they wanted to shoot it like so yeah. and I, I'm actually good because I've always wanted to say that I've like I like I've been saying that for so long that I, I'll do anything I'll shoot yeah. a, I'll shoot a funeral like and I could have actually said that I've shot a funeral like, yeah. you know a funeral director yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, stop, yeah no. stop stop cut sorry uh, <laughs> could take the coffin back out <laughs> <laughs> he's not smiling <laughs> I was actually interviewing a comedian called Paul Curry who's an amazing comedian and he started off doing street street theater mm. and the character he did was a director and he'd get a big bullhorn like an old director from the 20s yeah. like with a bullhorn and he would uh, go on the street now he's been paid to do this mm. and he'd have a director's chair and he would just shout at people people were just getting off a bus okay keep doing it don't look at me don't look at me yeah yeah that's good that's good you know and yeah, he'd direct great, yeah. people in real real life yeah it sounds like a, a, a trick a happy sketch or something like that just sitting yeah. on the street and just shouting at people it could be a good yeah, yeah no it's, it's brilliant um, and, and so what was your first uh, you, you've done two features is it or yes yeah, yeah, yeah two I'm on my third one now actually. You're, you're shooting moment, now yeah, yeah. in the middle of it yeah right okay it's nearly finished but like yeah, yeah. So, what was your first one then? The first one was called A Day Like Today, and mm. that was about um, a homeless guy and an abused uh, wife. Mm -hmm. Like, they just meet, like, by chance. And it's just about them kind of just letting their innovations go and just, just seeing what happens, you know? So, it's, mm. it's, it's all set in one day, and mm. um, it's about them just finding out about each other and just visiting old places that they, they used to go and just, yeah, exploring each other's past and then. Obviously, the stuff that comes out that's not, um, like the, the past starts to catch up with them, you know, can I? And mm. then you find out a bit more. But that's on, you can actually watch that on Vimeo. Like. On Vimeo? Yeah. And then uh, <coughs> South, I'm in South. Yeah, yeah, South. South. So, yeah, South yeah. is about a, a young guy whose father passes away, who you are, and um, he finds a, a note from his mother who left him as a kid. And it's about him kind of gone on a journey to find his mother mm. but um, it's still yeah, it's, I, I think it turned out really well obviously I don't think you've, you haven't watched it yet, I haven't watched it only because I'm in it yeah yeah. But I should watch I should watch I just find well, it hard actually, to look at myself you don't want to watch it on the link do you That's what it is. I will watch it now yeah well it's going to be it's going to be screened in October so you should come and see yeah is that in Cork in no. uh, Swords in the, oh. in, uh, the Fingal Film Festival oh the Fingal yeah. Film Festival but it's good to see it on the big screen like, yeah know? maybe I should wait till yeah. that I didn't actually watch it on like when it was actually being premiered in Galway. Like I actually couldn't watch it because it's hard to watch. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I just I just want to disconnect myself from it now, in terms we, of watching it and just noticing all the mistakes that you made. That's you know? yeah. You so you'd look at it and go, oh, I shouldn't have done yeah, that. I or. used to not do that. Like I used to love. <laughs> it sounds real pathetic, but I used to like love just if I was having a drink or whatever, I just turn on one of the old films and just watch it. Like you know, like I yeah. But me and a friend used to do it a lot, but. Yeah, I just enjoy watching it and seeing the progression, like you know. And oh, now oh. you you're more critical. Or? Now I'm more critical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though like this one had the big like this one was, we had a budget on this one. Like it wasn't supposed to have as big of a budget, but it turned into like having a bigger budget than we expected. Yeah. And I think with with budgets come restriction, so that's why I kind of like doing stuff for free or doing stuff for oh. nothing, like you know. Because once you have a a budget, you have a lot to to kind of to prove with the film, like you know. 
and is it worth? So you feel like you're more under more pressure, and I think yeah, that's what yeah. Because anytime I like I I've been on big sets, uh, I did work experience. Like it wasn't like just work experience on big sets, and it just felt like work. But with like three lads, four lads, just running around with camera and sound sound equipment, like just feels, it's it feels like fun, like you know, yeah. Feel like you're going to work. It feels like a bit of crack. And and you film on say you're doing street stuff. Mm. So you're just filming on the street, so there's real people. Is that a problem? Actually, you have to get people to sign, or well, with, or with, well, with, the, with South we did that. We actually yeah. went through all the process of getting insurance and getting all of the the red tape shit sorted. Like, but yeah. with a day like today, we just went with it. So we actually kind of when we were shooting, the lead character has a sketchy past, so people looking at him was fine. Looking at us, like yeah. if they were looking at the camera, it would look like they're looking at him. So we actually just used it. Like if we were in crowds, we just. Yeah, let people look at us just as long as they were interrupting takes so and a lot of people like it was around the time that they were filming Love Hate so yeah. a lot of people would just assume that's Love Hate and they'd just let you shoot anywhere like so yeah. there was not really there wasn't really much of a problem with shooting it and as well because I shot around the, like around Pear Street so I know pretty much everybody there so mm. we could get stuff for free we could get into locations and we could do whatever we want really because mm. it's, it's just Jer like it's just Jer with his mates right yeah with a camera like <laughs> and your, your mother didn't charge her for using no no no, no no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no because I was talking to uh, on the podcast I was interviewing a fellow called Dave Johns who's who's a comedian but he was in um, uh, he's in the film it won a pound door uh, I was listening to it it's the one it's Ken Loach film Ken Loach mm. right so do you hear that so Ken Loach uses real places and, and he was in a cost cutters or something he was shooting in there and real people came in yeah. and if they Interacted, you just interacted yeah, with them, yeah. and it became part of the. Yeah, scene. I think that I was told one of the stories for I can't remember now what film it was, but Robert Carlyle, he he doesn't give them scripts; he just gives them ideas and and just kind of like there's one scene where he just says, "Go, just go into the bathroom." It's we're just kind of filming going into the bathroom, but when he walks in, there's like his sister or something is. That's right. That, is, that's right. Dying from like she slit her wrist or something like that. And no. he had no idea what and he, he going to yeah, say. Yeah, so it's just reaction. It's just pure reaction. So yeah. it's, that's the kind of stuff that I'd love to do, but you kind of do need to have. I don't know. It's not as I don't think it's as simple as that. If if you do have re- restricted time in a, in a certain area, like if you had a full day with that, maybe it mm. would be a lot easier. But I don't know. It's, I'd I'd love to be able to do that kind of filmmaking. Mm. But I think sticking to a script sometimes is actually a bit better. And what about like I mean, because uh, he would use first time actors a lot. I think. Mm. And I think maybe that they may give they may give a more truthful reaction because they're not trained. Yeah, no, that's what I'd love and to. Uh, it's the same thing. I'd love to be working with non-actors because yeah. you get more. There's there's a lot that can that can be done with editing. So if they do fuck up a little bit, then you can just, just cut to another person, and go back yeah. to them when they're when they're better, like you know. So I do actually like because it's more raw. And isn't that a bit? I mean, I don't. <laughs> actors must be raging when they hear stuff like that <laughs> yeah, but like somebody has you have to get your start somewhere like <laughs> yeah yeah I know I know and you never you're, you're, you never know what you're going to find because Thomas uh, Torgus from This Is England like yeah. he's unbelievable in, in, in those films and he was the kid that just walked in to an audition yeah in a community centre like you know and like, This Is England is one of the best films yeah. to come out of like England yeah, I know. And look, Dave Johns that I interviewed, that's his first film. Yeah. He's 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was he ever interested in it? Uh, yeah, he did a bit of acting on stage. Mm. Um, uh, but um, uh, no big film around. He's, he's a brilliant bloke, though. He's such a nice bloke yeah. uh, that it just couldn't happen. But it's brilliant because he said when he went to see the, the first screen and he was looking, he's going, oh, do you know what? my head's huge <laughs> and I sound awful. And I was like, <laughs> he couldn't enjoy it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. But uh, he's funny, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what are you working on now then? You? I'm working on, it's actually a part of this, um, it's a, it's called Feature Film Project. Me mm. and the producer of South are actually doing it. Mm. Uh, it's part of, it's a, it's a course. So, people actually pay a fee to be in a feature film, basically. So, it sounds a bit. But like the money what goes. What do you mean? You the actors pay a fee. What? Yeah, so the actors yeah. pay a fee, and they they get a part in the film basically. Yeah. So what it is, uh, the money is a portion of the money then goes towards making the film. You yeah. know, can I? And then a portion of it pays for like equipment and all that stuff. Right. But this one's actually about uh, MMA. So, uh, because of obviously the Conor McGregor is making MMA. Oh yeah, yeah. A big thing over here, you know. Like can I? I kind of 
wanted to jump not jump on it but I, I'm interested in it as well so yeah, I saw I you did a brilliant um, little trailer for his oh, last video. Yeah. yeah yeah that was interesting That's, that was just an idea that I just kind of wanted to get out there like, yeah. I was like itching to get it out before anybody else did it it was I was I don't know it, it, it's it's a promo fake fan promo for UFC 202 right. so um, I actually based it on another promo that they had done for another fighter Ronda Rousey Oh, and right. it's her as a kid sort of finding MMA oh. so I wanted to just do it and just just get it out before anybody else did and it yeah. did well like and it, it got a got a reaction from some of the papers didn't it and yeah so, it, got, it got a good yeah. response and actually yeah. uh, his coach tweeted it so that was pretty cool I got to meet him there a while ago did uh, you Conor McGregor uh, no, uh, no who, coach, sorry. Uh, John Kavanagh so oh right he's, okay, he's okay. his coach yeah 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 but I got to meet him because he tweeted it and it was pretty cool like. but that's what the new film is based around MMA it's a real simple story about a guy who comes back from jail and uh, he goes into MMA because he mm. used to be a boxer you know what I mean so he sort of sees the popularity of it and he just tries his hand at it but mm. again his past comes to to bite him in the arse mm. but we actually got to shoot I've been doing stuff for uh, an organisation called Bama so Are they? it's it's another it's like it's like the UFC it's like a smaller well I wouldn't say smaller it's just a the European UFC basically mm. And uh, they were over here on Saturday, but for the past couple of months, I've been doing work for them in exchange for a f- big favor. So on Saturday, they let us actually come into the O2, uh, sorry, the Tree Arena, and shoot in the octagon. Oh wow! With the crowd when there's no crowd, no crowd. Okay, before everybody came in, but right? Yeah. Okay. So with that, I actually got um, another UFC fighter, Cahill Pendred. Mm. He's actually the opponent that the actors fighting like. So it's just the experience for non-actors or people that are just starting out would be unbelievable like to actually like the scale of this is going to be unbelievable because we shot in that octagon and then later on that night we shot the crowd yeah so right. we're actually going to mix it in yeah. so it looks like it's actual it's actually live and it's all happening in the in the tree arena you know yeah. what I mean? and would you be afraid that you would uh, in that situation uh, you, like the, one of the criticisms of a uh, a lot of sports films actually but particularly maybe boxing films is that the they fighting is unreal it's not real I and mean, Raging Bull is probably one of the ones that really gets it right I think yeah. Raging Bull but a lot of them yeah no I've actually you know uh, that's one of the things that I, I, I'm conscious of Like, and so yeah. we actually shot it in a way that everything is real tight so we can actually if something looks crap we can actually just cut in and make it look less yeah. crap <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but the benefit was obviously having a UFC fighter he choreographed the fight okay and uh, we, we didn't have a lot of time with him because he was off shooting in London because he's acting now like yeah. so uh, we didn't have a lot of time to choreograph the actual fight but that's why it was a conscious decision to actually shoot everything real tight so yeah. we could mask it if it looks if it doesn't look great in some parts you know what I mean mm. but um, and the actor you have then is he must be is he a fighter like he's, he's a fighter he's yeah. actually in Baywatch like he's in the new Baywatch film and he's yeah. getting loads of parts so it's cool to have him on because he did a an Irish actor yeah. He's not, well he's he's an Irish yeah he's an Irish actor but he was like he just retired from UFC recently like, oh, like right. two years ago I think it was yeah. so he's a big name in the sport Yeah. so it's great to have him in it and I got him like by chance because I don't actually know how, how I got in contact with him but mm. he did a course another course at me and you know, Andy that's in South uh, yeah uh, did a course with, with us it's called Limelight uh, I'm not plugging anything I don't want to sound like I'm no, <laughs> sound I don't care yeah. but uh, it's like a, just a two day course where we shoot scenes for showreels so mm. we shoot them and light them so it looks like an actual scene that you just pop into your showreel oh, so yeah. we, yeah. we just do yeah. a two day but Cahill came in and did that and then mm. I just kind of asked him for a favour and he was happy that to sounds good that mm. that he, is for actors to to get a little bit for their show reel. Yeah, so we we yeah. do like a day beforehand where we go through scenes. We pick the, we pick their scenes for them, and then and would it be a scene you've written or a scene that's already in a, some cases, um, yeah, copy a scene or yeah, like in some yeah. cases it's uh, it's scenes that are from films that I haven't like that that are in development or whatever. Like yeah, are just little little scenes that I like to write, whatever. And then Andy writes some as well. Mm-hmm. And then in other cases, like it's from like sides. Like so online, you can get some scripts that would suit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so we just pick them and then just give them to them. But just to kind of throw them off, we like if there's a woman and a man, we switch their roles and just give them the same dialogue. Yeah, just yeah. to see, just to throw them in the deep end, like you know. And the whole thing is to give them the experience of being on set. So yeah. there's camera lights and the sound guy, like so, we kind of just throwing them in there and just seeing yeah. how they react. 
and then just producing it like a an actual scene for us. Wow, mm. that's really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it works out well. Like we we haven't really had much issues with people. Like we haven't had any really, and yeah. people seem to enjoy it. So, and that's how you met this fella. Yeah, actually, no, mm. I, I met him through Mark O'Connor. You know, the, he directed. Uh, between the canals and King of the Travelers and stuff. All right. So he recommended him. He recommended me to Cal mm. to shoot a scene for him for a showreel, mm. no, for an audition. Mm. And instead of just shooting a, on a white screen, I shot it like in a pub. Mm. I got a pub and lit it so it looked like. Well, I tried to make it look as good as I could. Mm. Mm. And he got the part, so that was cool. Cool. So he he didn't owe me a favor, but like he offered me a favour yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so when you're um, so you write the scripts yourself for the films right um, I didn't write uh, A Day Like Today or, or one of the other shorts but I wrote South and this new one as well yeah and uh, you have the whole plot in your head before you sit down you know where it's going to go sometimes with, with South yeah. I didn't I just no. uh, I was watching another film uh, and Dara is the lead in South Dara O'Toole yeah he's in Red Rock <laughs> so he's actually in uh, A Day Like Today as well he has a small part in A Day Like Today yeah. but just from talking to Dara and just seeing his passion for acting yeah. I really wanted to work with him again yeah. and I was watching a film that he, he kind of recommended to me called Charlie Countryman and now it doesn't have any it does not mm. really any kind of similarities in the story of South and that mm. maybe I think there's there's a mother-son relationship in it now but mm. I just saw uh, what in the middle of watching that. I kind of I just had to stop it and just I just started writing. Mm. And within four days, I had the first draft of the script. But before I started writing, I I, I mailed uh, Dara, and I said, "Can you play guitar?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm alright. Like I can." Mm. So I didn't give him any kind of context to that. I just left him and I finished the script yeah. and sent it to him straight away. That this is why I was asking you. So can you play guitar? <laughs> so he said that he could. We had a bit of. A bit of a fibber, but <laughs> it's grand. Like it, it, uh, it, it, it any actor the end, will like, you know, say, yeah, yeah. You can ride horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, if you think there's a part in it, you go, yeah, yeah. Well, I wrote it specifically for him, and <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I, I actually did, like I intended on making it at some point, but I didn't intend on making it as fast as as I did mm. because the day like today got into the flat last year. And Eve Collins there kind of just gave me a kick up the arse and said, "There's no point waiting around. Just get, just fucking make it." Like, yeah, right. Yeah. So in within four weeks we are in production. So wow, it was, and we had you on board and we had everybody yeah. that we needed. So, and that's a lot of praise to Matt for for getting on board and and taking it on. Like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. I mm. love working on it. And 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 there is a little bit of leeway. Do you leave a little leeway for for kind of? Uh, um, yeah, improvising. Though. Yeah, like what what yeah, I like to yeah. do is when we can, if 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 it's possible, is get the actors in for the week before we're gonna shoot, mm. and just run through all the scenes with them. Right. Okay. Just so we can like it's a rehearsal. It is a rehearsal, but the rehearsal leaves room. Like I like to get the improv done in rehearsal. Yeah. So and that way we can find do a rewrite. Then is it? Well, I wouldn't even rewrite it. No. Just leave it up to the actors then to yeah. not remember. But they like you obviously you take like, notes. And yeah. And all that. So what I, that's what I like to do. So it's like a dry run, and then on the actual day we get that done and then if there's any kind of suggestions I'm happy to do them you know yeah. so once we get what I need we might get something better from suggestions but I'm surprised that, that that's great because a lot of uh, uh, films or even series don't don't do rehearsals yeah. and I, I'm amazed that I mean I did Ted that was rehearsal for a week like yeah. one episode but because uh, you would get a lot from rehearsals yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you just you you learn it. Obviously, like as an actor, you're expected to to know your shit. Like, so yeah. that's why you're hired. But it is nice to go through that. And if yeah. you have time, like I mean, no. But as a scriptwriter, I would imagine you could look at what's going on and go, "Oh, geez, there's a bit, there's an angle that I wouldn't have noticed." Exactly. Yeah. A yeah. lot of that happens. Yeah. Like, uh, like mm. there's there's like extra scenes I just throw in because we were we were we workshop this script. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Scenes that I didn't know were there until. I saw it being played out, like you know. Yeah. So it is nice to find them in the in the actual rehearsals and yeah. just get those little happy surprises, like you know. And then, how long did it take to shoot um, um, South? We shot it over twelve days. Yeah. But we did. I, ex I I wanted to shoot it in nine, but because the first day kind of we had a hiccup where we ran over time, so we had to go back to the same location the second day. Mm. Um, we shot it in nine days, and then we did an extra three 
uh, a couple of weeks later and finished it that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was it, was it was quick enough. Like, but mm. that's what I like. The it's nice having the pressure as well. But the reason that I do it that I want it like for now, if I'm doing something with no money, it's I make it a point to make it as fast as possible because it's people's time. Like you know, you don't want them to be cancelling jobs just for your thing Mm -hmm. if they can make money then they should make money so I want to get it done as fast as I can to keep them Mm. interested and and actually want to do it rather than making it a six week shoot and wrecking their heads like you know right right cool and and what was that so when you're writing is it is it a dialogue thing that inspires you is it like say you're watching that film is it just the atmosphere of that film that went you thought oh there's something yeah it was just yeah. the tone of it for that one it tone, was just, just yeah. the tone or, or how, how I felt watching it and yeah. he the, it was, it's Shia LaBeouf that's in the film mm-hmm. and for some reason he because I think Dara is a big fan of Shia LaBeouf All right. for some reason he just reminded me of him and I started getting ideas for the character like mm. um, but for a day like today it was just as simple as the opening scene like I usually start with an opening scene or a cool scene that will fit into something and then okay. build on it from there Okay, yeah. so the opening scene of a day like today it it didn't work the way I wanted it to, but mm. the whole idea was this: uh, the 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 lead actress in it, Andy, she's the the abused housewife, mm-hmm. and she um, she's crying in her car. So the opening is just her crying in the car, and then she gets a knock on the window. But in the middle of it, she's saying, "I just need, I just need, I just need some change. Like I just need to change." Like you know, like, yeah. But as she's saying that, the knock on the window comes, and the homeless man asks. Change. Got change. Right. And in my head it was just profound. Oh, it's amazing, like you know, but it yeah. just it was so contrived, it just didn't feel like it just it wasn't natural, like you know what I mean? So yeah. it, we kind of worked around and to make it work, but that's how the whole thing kind of right. came about, you know? And then from that it built on, but turned out that the first idea that didn't it just felt like Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a yeah, a bit too much it was just up awkward. It was just real it wasn't as clever as I thought. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, is dialogue important? To, I mean, and, and so if you're writing a script, are you? Can you hear hear the voice of the person you're writing for, like the different characters? Or yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can, like, because obviously you have to get into that kind of mode for yeah. for each character. Um, I don't you, know how. Would, would you talk out loud? No, no, no I wouldn't. No. I usually just listen to music, like when I'm yeah. when I'm writing. If it's a scene that's kind of intense or, or dramatic, I listen mm. to like piano or stuff or something like that you know so I like to listen to that and then just it's just and is there is there a part are you amalgamating different people you know or something or? I mean, without, um, without, you know. well for South no 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 no, not really like I actually wrote the, uh, yeah South was just uh, I just had Dara in mind and that yeah. was it like I didn't have anybody else in mind really right right, right okay. um, I suppose that's kind of putting a picture on it yeah, yeah. like I could yeah. see everything there were blank faces I could see all the shots because I love I'm a visual kind of Right, filmmaker. I could see everything that was going on. I just couldn't really and the, see Dara's face. I couldn't see ca- anybody else. The camera, and exactly, yeah, and, 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 and set pieces are right. kind of like there's there's a couple of set pieces like that I didn't actually get to do because time restraints and just issues with like there's there's one scene where Dara plays a song. I actually wanted that to be on a one take, but because mm. there was restrictions with the guitar playing, like yeah. it was difficult. To, it, it can't really fake it you know like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to cut it up into a lot of different shots yeah. but um, yeah I see when I'm writing I just it's a very visual for me Like, yeah mm. I, 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 well it's a visual medium mm. really and um, do, do, do you storyboard then at all or no no, no. you just, just have it in your head yeah I have it in my head I have the edits like I kind of cut in camera as well like so I don't overshoot if I get it I get it and we move on unless somebody else wants to try a bit of improv or whatever alright so you don't like have a master shot and go no. cut in then no, no no it's just it's just on the day you never you can't really plan for it like especially mm. with independent filmmaking you can't plan for how like like one of the days we went we were supposed to shoot in a clinic like it was supposed to be a clinic but it, it was a a FOSS centre mm. that we were working as a cl- clinic but that day we were supposed to shoot behind the glass of reception and when we went in everybody had left and nobody opened the reception door right. so we had to change it to make it outside so if we had a storyboard for that it would have been useless like you know so yeah. it's uh, like on a big production pro- I probably will if I get the chance to make it like to, to get a budget for a film I probably will storyboard a bit yeah but other than that like it's just it's I think it's pointless storyboarding if, if you can't predict how a location's mm. gonna treat you you know 
yeah of course yeah, yeah 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 but you know you're in your head anyway you're yeah. able to yeah yeah and I think as well like for this one I had a, a cinematographer on I usually shoot my own stuff but what? for this one I had a cinematographer Kevin Tracy and I could trust him I trusted him completely like the first day I met him like yeah. he, kind of, he came on three days before we shot as well because the original cinematographer uh, back he, he had a job you know and that's right. what I'm saying like if you have people on board you oh if they you, get you a paid job exactly you have yeah. to kind of yeah. I mean yeah. it is a responsibility for them to if they're going to commit to something Mm-hmm. But if if it's if it's money, it's money. Like mm. you, you can't really predict if somebody's gonna back out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. So as a cinematographer, you in he's gonna come up with ideas for lighting and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and and, and composing shots. Composing, so, right. I mean, I had ideas for shots, mm-hmm. but he had much better ideas because he lives and breathes cinematography. You know. Yeah. And I just kind of I have to I had to make a conscious deci- conscious decision to just focus on directing because mm. it'll, it's only gonna improve my. Uh, skill set you know if I'm focusing on everything else then I'm not yeah. gonna I'm gonna miss stuff and that's what happened with a day like today because I was shooting it as well mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying attention to the performances as yeah. much as I should have but as a director you can just sit back and just watch and I had a monitor I made sure I had a monitor so it wasn't focusing on the on the cameraman because even like on a day like today there was other cameramen and I would be sort of holding them at their back and sort of like pulling them to the hands on literally hands on yeah exactly (laughs) and it's just you have to kind of delegate and I think that's the best thing is finding a team that you can work with and being able to trust them to trust them exactly yeah and it's 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 difficult when you've done it for most of your films but it's liberating when you actually Mm. just hand off the everything <laughs> yeah and so you, you can concentrate on, on performance yeah exactly, and you, yeah. you're trusting uh, the cinematographer and the cameraman that they're getting this yeah yeah the way because I noticed that when I was watching back stuff when you're watching back stuff with the crew the actors and the crew and everybody's just looking at their own bit yeah. so the sound man's going oh no sound is shit and like, <laughs> you know and as an actor you're going well that's that's a re- that's a really good performance but sound man's going nah it's shit cause yeah, yeah. Cause yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's why you need everybody to really focus on the one the one goal yeah. and I, yeah that's why it's difficult when you have no money because there's yeah. no real motivation unless people are invested in the project and the script so yeah that's where money comes in and I think that's a, a big part is it being able to give somebody the motivation other than uh, the artistic in, yeah exactly motivation. Yeah. It's, it's in my head like you know it's not in anybody else's they can't see how, right, how yeah. they can't see how I'm seeing it this is just a, a job for them unless they I know when you lo- like you're looking at script you n- you're visualising it everyone, everyone else is just reading words yeah and I have I, I still I still struggle with it as well because mm. I know it's in my head but I can't trust if everybody else does so I don't know if people are just just phoning it in like you know I find that really uh, that's really difficult with comedy you write a script you, in your head you know how that's delivered why that should be funny but someone who doesn't know comedy doesn't get that yeah, that's until, why a lot until they see it like. and, and that's why a lot of scripts uh, have these little punny jokes and stuff and 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 people go, oh, that's hilarious. And and uh, a seasoned comedy writer would probably look at that and go, that's going to be shit when yeah. you. That's going to be really corny. Yeah. Maybe a bit like your change. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. the day, until you realize how shit you are, <laughs> like that it's not going to work until you try it. So yeah. it is about trying and failing and getting back up and doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you? Have you? Would you be interested in doing comedy? Oh, like writing comedy? Uh, writing, filming, shooting comedy. I've shot. I've shot mm. like a couple of episodes of a of a TV. Oh, not a TV show. Uh, a web show. Yeah. And they were they turned out pretty funny. Mm. The thing that the problem that I have with with shooting comedy is because I'm visually kind of I want to make every shot look visually interesting yeah. and kind of but artsy. Doesn't mean that you could not do comedy. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, I think to sh- like to to get comedy right, you you have to kind of shoot a basic and let the let the comedy shine. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So you can't obviously do a genre kind of make it look real artsy and stuff, and then bring the comedy out. But I think it, a lot of it relies on the material. So if the material is funny, it's gonna work anyway. You know that kind of way. Yeah, true. So, but there are there are uh, genre jokes yeah. that you you can do as like, well, like doing a zombie joke or whatever yeah like shoot like a zombie film yeah like but what's again, his I'm name stuck in that head, zombie like, you know? film and then Alf and uh, 
Is it Alf? The one about the alien. What the fuck's his name? He's in fucking Star Trek films as well and uh, Spaced. Oh, uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah, yeah, yeah. really good yeah. at doing genre comedy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like yeah. that's great. Like it's just I, mm. I just, for me, it's just getting out of my head to, and that's what I think focusing on directing is kind of is helping me with mm. is leaving the direct uh, leaving the camera to other people and focusing on the performance so yeah. I think at this point I don't know if I'd be good at it but I'd try it I'd say you would I'd try comedy and then <laughs> see if it works with it, if I'm just looking at it and have somebody else shooting it because it is yeah. distracting when you you don't know what you're, what you're lo- what's going to be shot like you definitely have to be looking at performances yeah, yeah you do yeah. 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 especially for comedy like comedy yeah. I, I just see it I just find it very daunting to even think about sh- doing a comedy because it's comedy like it's other people's material I don't know if I'd be able to write right. comedy I've tried um, and I put it in some of the scripts but I don't think I'd be able to write a full comedy yeah. film you know I'd try I'll give I it think you should a dark one yeah I well, <laughs> definitely dark I'll try dark <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so uh, what, <clears throat> uh, is South going to any festivals it's going to Fingal it's going to Fingal it was, it, it was at the Galway Flower already it was at the Flower yeah. uh, Indie Cork yeah and now we're actually talking about we're looking at releasing it in cinemas for an independent dis- distribution oh, so cool. just doing it ourselves um in cinemas in november uh, november or january i think so we're yeah. going to do like a small i'd say it'd be like a week just to kind of promote the film as well yeah. and try to aim for like online platforms so yeah. we just want to get it out there because it's been it's just once you make a film and you're sitting on it for so long mm. it's only like a couple of screens with festivals you just want to get it out there and just get people seeing it yeah I know and it's so that's what we're gonna we have a, we have somebody on that's gonna help us with getting all that sorted and then mm-hmm. hopefully it works and we get a couple of cinemas to, to kind of jump on board and, and, and take a chance yeah that'd be cool because yeah. we have and, and Dara is in Red Rock that's got the BBC now and that's right and it's on the Amazon thing um, yeah I think Prime or whatever yeah exactly yeah, Amazon, yeah, Amazon Prime. Prime so yeah. he's he's a recognisable face for yeah for, like he's going to become a recognisable face so I mean hopefully that'll help us with getting it out there and people will be interested in seeing what he's up to like you know what kind of yeah but uh, yeah we'll see what happens Um, and where can we see your stuff online uh, so. the stuff on, there's some of the stuff on YouTube and yeah. then if you look for just look for my name and then short yeah. film whatever and then I know you because you've done all these brilliant profiles of people there's one great one that I loved was this is Tom is it Tom uh, is a uh, barber or hairdresser uh, barber yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, that was amazing yeah no I like doing them like they're they're just kind of for me like I just like because I used to do one where it was uh, filming uh, performances like bands and stuff Mm. getting them outside and just doing a one take performance Mm. And it's kind of progressed now to just getting people's stories. So shooting their, uh, just tell them telling me about what they do and why they love it. Like, um. and I did one recently with a guy called Doug Ledden. He's a friend of mine. Right. But it was about mental. He sort of came out as having depression. Right. And he's flying now. Like he's doing like talks about mental depression, uh, about mental illness and stuff. Yeah. And that was like Ashton Kutcher shared the video and it got really? a couple of million views and stuff. So that flew out like just. That, it, I just we just did it one morning like I didn't know he was gonna tell me about it like he said I wanted to I want to do a video yeah and just talk really? to you about something and he told me that he'd been suffering with it for like ten years like you know so it was yeah it was it was surprising like what well, I think it's actually been really uh, helpful with getting mental illness kind of yeah in the in the spotlight like you know can I yeah and it's a, it's a few people yeah it is becoming a bit more less of a kind of. Uh, taboo subject now yeah, which is yeah. great because that's that's what <clears throat> makes if people can't talk they uh, they <laughs> they uh, if people can't talk about it then then they end up doing self-harm or whatever yeah, exactly, yeah. Like so uh, listen thanks a million Jer for yeah. chatting and uh, yeah I have to, I will see South now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I should see it you myself <laughs> yeah yeah okay brilliant thanks a lot and there he was, the Jer Walsh. Uh, so that's that's South in the cinemas from November, and he's great, great, great director. And I'm sure he's going to go on to make many, many more wonderful films. Um, oh yeah, the 21st, I'm in uh, Burr with the lads from Father Ted in Burr Oxman's Townhouse Theatre, and in Carlo Theatre. In on the twenty second, that's Saturday. 
Yes. So um, that's that's my uh, end of my podcast, and I don't even know who's going to be on next week. But just living such a crazy life, such crazy, crazy life. I don't know what's happening, but I'm happy these days. I'm happy. Yes, very, very happy. Okay. Well, goodbye. I'll see you next week. Toodle pip. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 